0: Now, here's your hosts, Woot and
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Woot and Y Moneyball podcast. It's a new day in the new world, the day after Donald Trump is elected president. Then, DFS is still available and still continuing on Moneyball. So, you can still play Moneyball. In the Trump world, and joining me is Mitch Doyle. Welcome back to the Wooten Why Show. Uh, you can cash- have me back. You uh, cashed in last <laughs> week just in a uh, in a smaller league, so you get back on a technicality again. You hang on by a thread. Um, and yeah, not great. It not wasn't great a great week last It rate. wasn't a great slate either because there were so many teams on by and and whatnot. So uh, I'm glad that you can redeem yourself this week. And I apologise for everyone that put Carlos Hyde in their lineup on my, my advice last week. I, you know, do note we did record on a Wednesday, so you got to really hang some onions early in the week and not know without the injury report, especially with the hail mary. That's the, that's the downfall of playing a hail mary is you got to take some risks, uh, knowing that there may be some injury news on the Monday, but you can always Sunday blitz it, and that's uh, the variety here at Moneyball.com.au. So you've got your hail mary free roll, your Dollar Hail Mary Blast, $2,000 guaranteed prize pool Hail Mary for $15 entry as well. There's also a Browns and Ravens smash tomorrow for $2, and there's also a $1,000 guaranteed $15 Ravens and Browns special tomorrow. Uh, They have a lot of fantasy players, so although that matchup doesn't quite sound fun on paper, fantasy-wise there's a lot of bodies uh, in both of those teams that you can play, so a variety of lineups. So there's plenty there. I Also note that there's PGA on Moneyball, Four Nations and Test Cricket as well. So there's plenty of DFS action for you to keep uh, your week interesting. But uh, you know the drill, Mitch. Uh, we get straight in here to Moneyball. Last week, though, uh, apart from uh, the you know, Carlos Hyde scandal, J- uh, Jason Witten was one I really whiffed on, and I apologize for that one. Uh, Russell Wilson and JJ, you were two sits for you that, that performed quite well. but. We hit on Prescott, Tannehill, Evans, Michael Thomas. Your, uh, your boy, you really delivered on Michael Thomas. Uh, Marvin Jones was a, a wise sit suggestion. Make America Braid again. Cameron Braid delivers in a big spot. Ed cited so Austin Hooper, Carlos Santos, yes. and the Kansas City defense were two of my best picks that week, and uh, they uh, they delivered as well. So we did give you some good advice, despite uh, some bad advice.
0: Michael Thomas, number one. I told you he wasn't number one. I know, they labeled
1: it. They, they called it in the, uh, in the commentary. I tweeted you, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's crazy. You look through his box score and it's unbelievable. Like, just so consistent. He, uh, he's my boy. And his, uh, his Twitter handle is so good. Can't guard Mike. So, so true. Love it. It's a great Love him.
0: Uh, there's so many good options this week. I'm not going to suggest him. Just going to pull back. Maybe you want to put him in again, though. No, he's, he's a great man to help your team. Yeah. Ooh,
1: against the Denver uh, secondary, I, I can't. I know the Raiders yeah. won, but uh Amari Cooper yeah. and Michael Crabtree didn't put up good yeah. fantasy numbers. But uh, That's
0: why I'm not picking him this week. Exactly. Next week, he's back, though. He's My back. boy's back. He's back. <laughs> if, if
1: you survive this week, you can pick him next week. Let's start at the quarterback position. Who is your start this week, Mitch?
0: I'm staying on trend for me, and I'm picking a... Rubbish real life quarterback for fantasy production. So hey, careful. <laughs> I'm sorry, you kind of don't mind him, but I'm picking yeah. Jay Cutler at the bargain price of six point seven k against Tampa Bay. We've seen that Tampa Bay defense for a couple of weeks now, absolutely whiff on everybody. Cutler's backing, signed to Alshon. He's going to feed his man, and I feel like there's too much, there's too much, too many points. Sorry, in the Tampa Bay defense, for me to ignore. Such a value
1: price. Yep. You're speaking to a Cutler apologist here, so I know. I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, you know, we've been saying on the show, me and Woot, that uh, he, uh, he'll he win a Super Bowl in, in Arizona, jokingly. But, uh, you know, we see Donald Trump become president, so anything could really happen. Uh, by the way, speaking of Woot, he's writing the uh, Moneyball article this week, so if you do want some perspective from him, make sure you head to the locker room. Uh, the Moneyballs are content page and just check out his uh, weapons for this week. The Wooten Y Weapons is a uh, weekly feature article that we write for Moneyball. Uh, you know, they come to us, rightly so. And my start this week is Marcus Mariota at $8,400 against Green Bay. This is a week I think you've got to spend big on quarterback because you can get some bargains elsewhere, but I think he's averaging 28.6 fantasy points a game. Um, in his past five outings, and he's had three games with three touchdowns over that span. So I think he'll be chasing points against the Packers in this game. I think it'll be a shootout. Uh, I think he'll have a, around 40, maybe over 40 attempts, and I think uh he can, uh you know, prey on this defense that's allowed uh two of their past four opposing quarterbacks to score at least 23 fantasy points. So I'm taking Marcus Mariota this week.
0: My poor is
1: I know, boy. I can't we're believe, not, I can't believe good. luck. I can't believe we won. I was, uh, I really was hoping. You're doing
0: McCarthy did... out's good favors. That's yeah, great. Doing.
1: I wanted you guys to end the Pagano era. Instead, we did you a favor. <laughs> Thanks a lot. So, in winning, you won. So I don't understand how that works, but anyway. Yeah, but
0: the Vikings are bottling. We might still make the playoffs because of them. It's, it's yeah, it's
1: crazy. <laughs> if you make the playoffs in a weak division, your coach keeps your job, and it's just a hamster wheel that never ends. Uh, so, you know that feeling. I, I do. Speaking of the Vikings, my sit this week is playing them, uh, Kirk Cousins. I, uh, he's missing Trent Williams, his best offensive lineman, who's suspended. He's playing the Vikings defense. He's $9,500. No, thank you. Don't want a part of that. He might go off, but I'm not taking that risk.
0: Yeah, I think people need to uh, realize that last week, lost Stafford had that great game-winning drive, he was pretty much shut down for, you know, 95% of that game. Yep. And he's a much better quarterback than Kirk Cousins is, and I know Cousins has, you know, he's been useful with uh, Vernon Davis there now and Jordan Reed, but uh, yeah, you can't put him in your team. He costs too much, way too much. So uh, my sit this week is this is on trend for me, I think as well that I just seem to I'm lazy. I'm sitting everyone against Denver most weeks, and my suggestion is Drew Brees at eight point, sorry, nine point four K. Really premium price. I know he's at home, but you can't back anyone against that Denver team in the passing game for me. If there was a good running back there, i trust him, which so I don't trust currently. Maybe i pick a running back against Denver, but I'm not going anywhere near Breeze or any of the same receivers.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, Ingram... Uh, you know, quote-unquote bounce back to form last week, but against San Fran's, uh, you know, run defense, you don't know. So it could be a high-tower game. It could be an Ingram game. It's hard to trust someone there. It is It is tough to sit Breeze at home. He's a totally different team, but I agree. At his price and the, and the different types of plays that you can get this week, and I think both of our contrarians are going to be high-percentage plays for people this week. My contrarians, Phillip Rivers at 9,100 versus Miami. I'm purely picking him because... Uh, look, the matchup isn't the best. Like, Miami are okay against the quarterback. then They're not, like, outstanding. But this matchup just means so much for the Chargers. So, Phillip Rivers knows how much this means, and I think they're going to throw the rock, and I think he's going to be involved in a shootout because both these teams need this win. If if they don't win this game, it gives them a 6% chance to make the playoffs if they lose this game. So, I think uh, he's he's very solid, and he scored at least 22 fantasy points in three of his last four games. So And that one he didn't was against Denver. So, that feeds into your narrative there, and I think Philip Rivers is a good contrarian play this week because he's not flashy, but he just pulls off a lot of points for you.
0: Mm, and I'm going with Big Ben at eight point three k against yeah. Dallas, and it's it's a similar thing. Like he'll be low owned in my opinion because of the uh, how he played last week. But exactly, I it's there's two things with Big Ben. We know game after injury, despite being tough, hasn't got a good history now, and we also know away from home, he's not that great. Yep. So he's coming back home. Dallas is a beaten-up secondary. He's got a deep threat in Sammy Coates, and he wants to throw to. I, I like Coates as well this week. He's not in my plays, but I like him. I think he's a great option, and if a couple of my lineups are going to be filled with Big Ben. I feel I can easily peel off 25 fantasy points this week.
1: Yeah, you mentioned the uh, you know, away from home and, and at home. The, the in-and-out splits for him at home to him away is just ridiculous. He averages 2.75 touchdowns at home, 1.05 away from home yardage he averages 330 at home 276 away just just the stats are, are phenomenal uh, you you talk about you know we talk about betting trends when when me and josh do our preview and talk about is there really a home field advantage but i think for big ben it, it really rings true so uh, i agree with you people are going to look at that last performance and poo poo it but i think he'll be fine and he'll bounce back he still made some great plays if some receivers made some
0: some plays for him
1: uh moving i've
0: him run too Love
1: seeing him run. Yes. Uh, moving on <laughs> to the running back position, we both got uh we've both got the start this week, and I think he's going to be in everyone's uh, everyone's lineup. And I feel like I know the ownership's probably going to be up there around eighty, ninety percent. But if you don't have him in your lineup, you're going to be behind the eight ball unless you can really find a, a gem. But at nine thousand five hundred, David Johnson against San Fran, I think he'll break yardage records this week. He's just phenomenal. Last time they played, he had 157 yards, 28 receiving yards, two touchdowns, and that was with Drew Stanton, at quarterback. They're going to be a much better offense now with Carson Palmer. And Eric, Eric Armstead, I, I butchered up? that, uh, is out. And, yeah, so you've lost a huge body in the middle of the field, and I just think this is the historically one of the worst run defenses ever, and he is one of the best running backs in the NFL. Align the dots. He's going to have a monster game.
0: Exactly, it's an offense that leans on David Johnson. We know how good he is already. Then you factor in that San Fran away from home, and they average 27 fantasy points against four running backs per game. That's standard scoring as well. So you throw in PPR, and you you honestly could score 40 this week, maybe more. I'm not like you've got to have him in your lineup. You, you're going to not win money if you don't have him in your lineup this week.
1: It's just phenomenal how many yards they've leaked. Uh, Tim Hightower and Mark Ingram both went up for huge numbers last week
0: against San Fran. Was that the worst full-field touchdown, running touchdown you've ever seen? Like,
1: Oh, it, yeah. I, you can't explain how bad they are. It's just, oh, I don't know. You run out of words. It's just, yeah, I'm speechless at just how bad their run defense <laughs> is. Um, my sit this week is Kristen Michael, Stay Woke, The Awakening, 7,600 versus New England, but... Uh, you know, maybe the awakening isn't as awake as we thought. He's only rushed for more than 66 yards once this season. and Coincidentally, that one time was against that run defense we just talked about. Uh, the Patriots are much stingier against the run. They're six against the league than the pass. They're 26. So I think this game's going to be more of Russell Wilson throwing the ball, what we saw against Buffalo on that uh, excellent primetime game. And I just can't see Michael uh, shouldering a lot of carries. CJ Processes is huge on passing down, so I think Chris Christian Michael's a very limited player at this point.
0: He's done. Rawls is back next week. He's done. Wow.
1: Huge claims.
0: <laughs> is it really that huge? They no. you want to run with him last week in a team that likes running the football. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: it's not it's not that huge of a claim. I just I have him in my year long and I'm just uh yeah, I'm not happy about it.
0: <laughs> so my sit, I am going Devontae Freeman at eight point six K against Philly and Really I'm just packed back in Philadelphia to slightly shutting down and it's a big premium to play on this slate with some really good cheap running back options that I can't justify eight point six with for him alongside nine point five for David Johnson. That simple.
1: Yep. I agree. I agree with you. One hundred percent. my contrarian play this week is Darren Sproles at five thousand six hundred versus Atlanta. Uh he's thanks to Doug Peterson for just clarifying this week that he's the starter, but if you just looked at the snap counts, you knew who the starting running back was in Philadelphia. Sproles is, was out-snapping Matthews significantly, and the Falcons have allowed at least 26 points in all of their games this season except for one, so offenses usually have good days against this defense, and Atlanta is one of two defenses to allow more than 70 receptions to running backs this season. So uh, Sproles is one of the best running pass-catching running backs in the NFL, in NFL history, really, when you look at things. Uh, so I think he's primed to have a monster day. And he's due a touchdown or two. Like, he hasn't – he's barely got any. Like, surely it's going to it's gonna come.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's getting all the looks now. Surely it's there at some point. And he's looking good. I love Darren Sproles.
1: Yeah, he's great. Okay.
0: okay. I've got – I could name five contrarians this week. I would like a lot of these cheap <laughs> running backs, but I'm going to cheat and name two. And the two I'm naming, I'm going Terrence West at 6K versus Cleveland, who averaged 23 and a bit fantasy points against from uh, from a running back. And Devontae Booker at 6.2K against uh, the Saints, who average about the same 23 and a bit points from running backs against us. They're a similar price. It just depends. If you're playing a Hail Mary, I'll probably play Terrence West because I know they want they both want to lean on the run, but a bit more confident in West dominating the carries. And then if you're playing on Sunday, you throw in Devontae Booker. That's my feeling.
1: There you go. So Sunday Blitz, Devontae Booker, Hail Mary, Terence West. That's sound advice from you, sir. I uh, I'm a little bit worried about Booker. I uh, yeah, I like the matchup though but I'm just worried. I'm uh, not that I'm worried Capri about Bibbs. I'm not worried too much about Capri Bibbs in terms of a running like I know he scored that big touchdown but I just worry about him. I don't think he was really good as a change of pace back for CJ Anderson. So I'm worried about how he's going to handle that workload. I know the Raiders are a much better defense than New Orleans, but we'll wait and see how that pans out. Uh moving on to wide receiver, my start this week is Des Bryant at 7100 versus Pittsburgh. Uh, many thought he should have been the play last week. We didn't mention him, and rightly so. It was a Jason Witten game, who I did say to avoid. But uh, you know, you know, you win some, you lose some. But Des Bryant this year, I, I, this year, this uh, this game I think is the matchup for him. The Steelers struggle against number one wideouts. They're 29th versus number one wide receivers by DVOA this season, and Bryant's had two 100 yard games in five appearances this season. So I think. The stars are aligning for Des Bryant here to have a good game against uh, the Steelers, and and just you know a little bit of a a little bit of a battle with Antonio Brown, who you know is going to play well and and score plenty of points. I think Des Bryant will like to sort of go toe to toe with Des, and I think Dak understands that and and will look for him um, this week. But I think one of the Steelers, uh, one of the Cowboys wide receivers, needs to be in your lineup.
0: Yeah, um, I think it's going to be a shootout there, really. Both defences aren't looking great now that uh, you've got your injuries in Dallas, so I like that play. But I like one a little bit more than that, and I know I've suggested him before, and it was kind of average play, but I'm going Alshon Jeffrey at a really cheap price. I don't know what it is. I don't don't know why. I'm a Packers fan. Why do I like Alshon? I don't know. There's something there. But he's playing Tampa, and Vernon Hargreaves, I like him right, but he's almost one of the worst number one cornerbacks in the league this year. Allowing so many yards and touchdowns on him. We know Cutler loves Jeffrey. We know there's gonna be points in that game, and I think for a wide receiver one, that's a great price of a guy who's gonna bounce back and back end of this season in my book.
1: Yeah, Vernon Hargreaves will struggle with his height. I, I like him, I agree. He is a he's a good corner but for his size, but Alshon Jeffrey is a is a specimen and a half, and I think he'll be adequately uh been able to uh Take care of it. Tampa Bay, nineteenth in the NFL against uh, number one wide receivers, seventy-seven yard seventy-seven point seven yards they average. So uh, you'll, wait. you'll definitely get some yardage, and especially with Cutler back, Jeffrey's just much much better uh, play than, than with Brian Hoyer. Who Brian Hoyer favored? Cameron Meredith. Uh, I remember back picking him over Jeffrey and uh, getting the wood over you.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, not a good day. No, I'll bring that
1: up. <laughs> um, my sit this week is Julian Edelman at a wide receiver. I know his price is juicy; he's at five thousand nine hundred, which seems really cheap for Julian Edelman. I'm worried this might backfire because the last time they played Seattle, the Patriots, it was in the Super Bowl, and Seattle's defensive backs just gave New England six yard cushions all day, and Brady was just able to pick them off very, very easy. It was a horrible defensive game plan, but I feel like Brady prefers Hogan now, and I think Hogan's far more athletic than Julian Edelman at this point, and he just prefers throwing to tight ends and running backs in the in the red zone as well, and Seattle's only allowed five touchdowns to opposing wider receivers, so I just feel like it could be a tough day for Edelman, and I just prefer others at a diff- different price, including my contrarian play, who I'll mention in a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, Edelman, he has fallen off this year, hasn't he? He's a fantasy player. No yeah. longer the uh, fourth-round pick or whatever he was this year. Next season, he's going late.
1: Yeah, I think he's going sort of eight or nine rounds. Uh, not later, but eight, maybe rounds eight or nine. Although you always have that one Patriots in your uh, draft that just picks him way too early.
0: Yeah, always. Uh, Goskowski round seven. Yeah, <laughs> it like happens, happens.
1: <laughs> happens all the time. You just, And you can bank on it, and it's great. You uh, You reach for it. That's fine. Go ahead, mate. Like that's fine. I'll just pick up my Matt Bryant's and my Chris Boswell's later on.
0: Exactly right. Uh, here I am being invented with my Sith and I'm going at Brandon Cooks against Denver at seven point seven K. Yeah, well I mean, would you pay seven point seven K for a number two receiver? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wouldn't make especially against Denver. Yeah. Yeah, don't do put him in there. If you've got to go at a New Orleans guy, I've told you who the guy is, and it's Michael Thomas. So you leave Brandon Cooks
1: out of your lineup. Yep. All right. Uh my contrarian, similar to you, you stacked Jeffrey with Jay Cutler. I'm stra- I'm stacking Rashad Matthews at five thousand six hundred versus Green Bay with Marcus Mariota. and then uh, Rashad Matthews has had five touchdowns in his past four games. Just the quietest five touchdowns you'll ever see from a guy in four games. But uh, this, as I said, this should be a higher scoring game with Green Bay. And, uh, you know, their defense ranks 25th or worst against starting wide receivers. After starting really strong, the injuries in the secondary have just just been too much for, for Green Bay to handle. Who, When they're healthy, I actually like their defense, but they're not healthy. And this is going to be a shootout. And I think Rashard Matthews will find the end zone. So 5,600, I, I think that's really, really cheap. $300 less than Edelman.
0: I don't like your confidence in it being a shootout. Just putting it out there. I don't know, like have you seen our offense?
1: Yeah, but have you seen the Titans defence? I feel like this this is this game's gonna be this game's gonna be a uh, I think there'll be a lot of points in it. Not a lot of points, but I feel like it, you know, you're looking at not Chargers Titans esque but you know, twenty eight, twenty four. That's yeah, that's a lot of points. That's still. fair.
0: Yeah, you're right, I'd probably get around there. If that's enough reason to play Matthews, I agree with you there. Yep. I've got the real contrarian player of the week, though, and you know it.
1: Yeah, I, really, I wanted to name him, but uh, you beat me to the punch when we uh, we do the dock. Uh,
0: yeah, I try to get him first because I don't know, I'm a dick like that, but I've done it. Um, <laughs> Definitely I JJ, are. Yeah, JJ Nelson at 5.5k against uh, yeah, the 49ers. Again, we're playing against that 49ers defense. We've got a guy who's taken Michael Floyd's job in a spluttering offense, but there's still promise there with the Cardinals that hopefully they'll get it together at some point and, I just like—I've always loved to look at JJ Nelson. It's great to see him getting more targets, and I feel like you know he could easily get a hundred yards at a touchdown in this game.
1: Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, he's a great price. He's a good pickup in year-long fantasy too, if you really need a wide receiver. But there's so many out there; it's it's really tough. To, yeah, tough to start him over some proven studs. But uh, I, uh, yeah, I agree. He, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a great contrarian player this week. Uh, he's a must. Must in your lineup, yeah. I think, if especially if you're forking nine and a half for, for David Johnson.
0: Yeah, but great. He balances lineups up real nicely.
1: Yep. Uh, moving on to the tight end position, and I'm gonna learn from my Jason Witten mistake, and I'm gonna play whoever's playing against Cleveland, and that's Dennis Pitta at four thousand seven hundred against Cleveland. I think uh, his price is very cheap, and Cleveland's defense has allowed the most receiving yards, seven hundred and thirty-four to tight ends this year. He made Jason Witten look young. He made Martellus Bennett look like Black Gronkowski. And Peter nine receptions and 102 yards in, against Cleveland in week two. So um, I talked about Darren Sproles not having many touchdowns. Dennis Peter hasn't found the end zone yet. So this is this is the game for him to find. Uh, and I'm declaring it. I'm declaring it. This will be a guaranteed touchdown for for Dennis Pitter this week.
0: Okay. We'll have to look up the anytime touchdown market later as well then, if you're on that. I am declaring <laughs> it,
1: Mitch. I am declaring it, yes.
0: Okay. Well, I like to play, and I kind of feel bad about mine now. I feel like that's the way you should be leaning, but I've picked Jimmy Graham simply on the fact that he's underpriced. I know he might be overplayed this week because he did so well last week. Yep. But 6.4K for a guy that looks... That could have been the best game he's ever played, really, last I week. I think it, it was. looks that good. It really was. Yeah. Like, both catches, when they were trying to... They were trying to drag him to the ground by his other arm, and he made two insane catches. And absolutely then he amazing performance.
1: And then he leaped over a human being at full speed. Exactly
0: right. Yep. And he's their number one receiver there, tight end or not. Uh, you know, you might, I don't think the Patriots' defense is as good as people are acting yeah. like it is. Russell Wilson's knee brace off, also free the offense up a little. So Jimmy, you know, it's not a bad option for you know a touchdown and sixty yards. Yep. You know, that's a not that's what I feel it could be used for.
1: Yeah, no, that's fine. And recency bias there, you you expect a lot of high percentage. But I just said before when I talked about Christian Michael that this game will probably end up being a lot of passing because of the Pats are twenty six in. Passing defense—it's—it's it's overlooked because they're just dominating and they're just the best, easily the best team in the NFL right now because everyone else is so bad. But people don't realize that their pass defense is 26 in the NFL, so it is a concern when they actually play a real opponent. Um, it mm-hmm. could be, could be a weakness for them, and this, this is a real opponent for, for New England. Although they get uh, Seattle on a short week on the road and uh, they coming across the country while New England have had two weeks to prepare and are all rested up, so. You know, everything comes up millhouse for some people.
0: Yeah, yeah definitely right. Exactly.
1: Uh, my sit this week is Julius Thomas at 5,200. Not that many people would be starting him anyway against Houston. But, yeah, are they're, they're, uh, Houston's defense are third versus tight ends in DVOA. They're averaging 33, 33.8 yards. allow. They're allowing that to opposing tight ends this season. So they're very stout against uh, tight ends and then... And, Julius Thomas is very, very uh, touchdown reliant. So I, I just can't see him finding the end zone uh, at this point against Houston.
0: Yeah, if the option is to back bottles or not back bottles, I'm always going not back bottles. I think that's so, the yeah, uh,
1: higher percentage play there.
0: <laughs> it is. Um, I'm sitting Gary Barnage at 5.7K versus Baltimore. I can't believe his price is sat that high still. I like Gary Barnage, but we've seen him what he's doing this year. His role is not what it was last season. And Baltimore, great against tight ends. Yep. I think
1: they're the number one against tight ends in the NFL, actually, um, especially in DVOA anyway, um, from what I can see against tight ends. Yep, Baltimore, they're only allowing 40 yards uh, per uh, per game against tight ends. I know I mentioned Houston, we're at 33, but that also factors in touchdowns and whatnot as well. So they're the number one, according to football outsiders against the tight end.
0: No touchdowns allowed against tight ends either. And, there you like go. seven yards per ca- per catch. Yep. Real low.
1: Very, very low. So, uh, they're doing, yeah, they're doing very well. And they're very stout against the run as well, uh, when you look at Baltimore. So, yeah, they're, they're actually number one against, so, you know, I know they're not winning ugly, but their defense is playing pretty good Baltimore. So we'll wait and see how that pans out. Uh, my contrarian play is Martellus Bennett at 5,800 versus Seattle. This is a contrarian play within a contrarian play because, you don't like picking players against Seattle's defense because I know they leaked a lot of points last week, but they are still one of the best defenses in the NFL, and this is a big matchup for them, so you know they're going to be fired up. And then it's also contrarian play because you've also got Gronkowski on the field, and you, you kind of want to play Gronk over, over Martellus. But I think that Seattle's going to pay a lot of attention on Gronk, and that's part of the charm with Gronk and why he, you know, in, in terms of DFS, in terms of football... Gronk is such a weapon because he requires so much study and so much personnel that he can free up other weapons on the field. So I feel like they're going to be so focused on Gronk that I think Martellus Bennett's going to pop open and score a touchdown and and, and pick up some chunk yardage. So I think he can be a, uh, a good play for you because Seattle ranked 26 in DVOA against tight ends. So uh, there's a contrarian within a contrarian for you.
0: Yeah, when I'm stealing your boy, that it's on theme with Make America Braid Again, Make I've gone camera braid. Yeah, if you can't tell I like the chicago Tampa Bay matchup. I also like Jamis too, and Mike Evans, all those guys. Yep. Great players, this sweep it. Again, nice little price, 5.1K against the, the Chicago defense. I'm probably playing Dennis Pitter at 4.7, but you know what, a couple of bright lineups won't hurt me.
1: Yeah, I really wish I didn't waste the Make America Braid Again headline last week. Um, for the title of this pod because it would have just been very convenient given the results uh would have been good for uh clickbait as well because we're all about (laughs) the clicks so even if you don't like this content just download it and hit play and then don't listen that's fine whatever um you know we know what drives media these days uh anyway so that's our plays for quarterback running back wide receiver and tight end but now this is for the the juicy stuff and the really stuff that you really come here for and that's uh my kicker and defense stat. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm starting the LA Rams defense this week. Uh, no team allows more fantasy points to opposing defenses than the Jets. And the Rams defense is surprisingly good against the pass, They're 15th in the NFL in DVOA and 7th against the run in DVOA as well. So they're a good defense and the Jets are falling apart. We're not sure what's going on with Fitzpatrick with his MCL, but uh, apparently he will be playing. But for how long or how long he lasts, we'll wait and see. All it takes is one Aaron Donald hit, and anyone yeah. and anyone crumbles to to earth or, or just shatters into thousands of pieces.
0: Okay, yeah, I like to play, and I'm probably going to play your defense because I'm on fire with it. That's it. I might just do that. But I've got a cheap one for you and one I'm actually playing because because my I saved on Cutler. I'm playing the Cardinals at 5.7k against Colin Kaepernick. Yep. You know whatever. Of course, I'm playing against Cap. Who doesn't? But my other option is the opposite of your of your pick. You've picked the Rams at 5.1. I've got the New York Jets at 4K. I know it's really hard to back this Jets secondary, but I don't see Case Keenan beating them with his arm, and I feel like they'll shut the run down. And maybe they'll get a pick or two. And you know, at 4K, that's all you can ask for.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a really cheap option. 4,000 is just it's so hard to pass up. That's the difference between slotting someone like Brandon Cooks into your lineup or Mike Evans. You want to. Uh, you want to take that that Jets defense so because uh, there is a bit of a, a – after sort of Mike Evans at 9-1, there's a bit of a drop-off this week in terms of, of who you want to play, all the way down to maybe Steve Smith at 7-2 or, mm. or Terrell Pryor at 7,000. There's a little bit of a – in Des Bryant. So there's a little bit of a quality drop-off in terms of the wide receiver. So that's where we're going with uh kicker uh, – with defense. With kicker, I'm just all over Will Lutz. 4,300 versus Denver.
0: My
1: boy. Go nuts for lots.
0: You know, I love him too, so that's not a uh, bad pick. He's 4,300.
1: If you can afford something expensive, um, anyone playing against Jacksonville, just play your kicker against Jacksonville. It rang true with Cairo Santos last week, who I nailed. Uh, So Nick Novak, 4,900 versus Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, and I am picking mine based on matchup. I've learnt lessons from why. I'm going for a kicker against a team that concedes points against kickers. I'm going for the. Champ- Sorry, going for champ- Chandler, Chandler, Candidate, Jesus, I, I almost Did that. I stutter? You
1: got, you got the did I stutter <laughs> drop for
0: sure. I, deserve, I deserved it. Yeah. I, uh, against against the 49 is 4.1k. I know he's not been very good this season. It's terrible. He's been, he has been bad. Yep. But uh, they allow the, what, 10.86 points per game against kickers, which is the third highest in the league. Well, that's, sorry, it would be the third highest average kicker in the league behind yep. Matt Bryan and Justin Tucker. Yeah. So it's a risky play because he has been terrible, but I'm just going to back that that's been a, a trend there. That Even Aguayo, you know, Dan Carpenter, you know, all these other guys scored points against this defense. So I'm going to give him a shot this week.
1: Yeah, last four weeks, they've given up the second most points to kickers, San Fran. Uh, still behind Jacksonville, who just leak points to kickers. It's unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, 49ers, and he's really cheap. 4,100, you just lock him in. And it, Chris Boswell's not a bad option, too, against Dallas, uh, 4,000. Uh, you love a Rabona, but, uh, you don't get points for botched <laughs> Rabonas. So, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I don't mind slotting him in because that game looks like it'll have a lot of points. But uh that's yeah, it. he
0: was my original first pick, but I I flipped oh, did right flipped at the end there. You changed. Yeah.
1: Perfect. Yeah. All right. Any last thoughts on the week ten slate? I do mention as well Buffalo, Detroit, Indianapolis, and Oakland are on bias. So there's a couple of fantasy options unavailable for you, especially from Detroit, Indian Oakland, but uh, no Moncree for Marvin Jones this week. But yeah. It's a it's an interesting slate. I think there's a lot of value there and I think there's one Absolute stud that you must put in your lineup, and then you build that lineup around him.
0: Yeah, I like a few players. Like you know, it's a good site. You can still play like a Jordan Howard against Tampa Bay, at six point five k. And there's a guy I want to ask you. Oh, Sammy Coates too, six point three k against Dallas is great. Yep. Guy, I want to ask you about though. What do you feel of Chris Ivory's role with the coordinator change? He's cheap, five point three k, and he's against the Houston run defense, he's just struggling without JJ Watt. Do you think that that there is carries there for him this week?
1: Yeah, I want to see it one more week. I think before I buy in on on the ivory on the ivory tower. Really, I I'm uh, um, yeah, I'm worried that Houston's run defense. It is probably the week to play them. You know, they are 28th against the run. So, I yeah, it is tempting. I just I'm not sure w- what the form is with you know the new offensive coordinator. It's, it's just such a small sample size to to buy in on. Um, if I've got him in season long league, I'm playing him. I'm just probably avoiding. I just prefer Sproles and and like David Johnson and like Jordan Howard this week, um, yeah, and Chris Ivory because it's just the matchup. But uh, looking forward to their schedule, I'm not sure who they play next week, but I'm sure we'll have a discussion because we're going to make money this week, and uh, you'll be back again next week. So I'm sure, Ivory would be brought brought up in conversation.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, you forget how you know he's quite good at the Jets last year, and there's a reason why he got paid to go to Jacksonville. We hadn't seen it all season, and. In your season longs, pick him up and hope, because he's one of the better lottery tickets out there now. With We keep waiting on Dion Lewis and Thomas Rawls and Doug Marden and these guys. Or, yep. If you've got a spare bench spot, he's probably on your waiver wire. You Pick him up.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, the Lions, yeah, who they play next week. So he's a guy that will uh, definitely pencil in if he puts it together against the uh, Texans for DFS play next week. So a little bit of futures talk here from us, but uh, that's it. <laughs> that's the show uh i just got to mention as well the lunar bowl uh our big super bowl bash money ball uh I do have a table and will be present as well at the event from my understanding i'm sure hopefully that doesn't change but uh sorry guys if i've just exposed anything but uh yeah please head down to lunar bowl just head to uh lunarpark.com and buy tickets for our lunar bowl it's the biggest super bowl event in sydney it's going to be bigger than the stars it's going to be better than the stars, quite frankly and it's a great setting, and uh, please check it out. And, uh, Mitch, where can people find you and any stuff that you're working on?
0: Nothing I'm working on, but you can find me on Twitter at nine zero. If you want to talk about Michael Thomas, I'm ready and waiting.
1: Wow. Slide into his DM for <laughs> Michael boy. Thomas talk, ladies, because he is single and ready to mingle and talk about Michael <laughs> Thomas. Uh, that's it. That's the show. You can follow me on Twitter at JYNFL. You can follow Mitch at MitchD underscore nine. You can follow Woot at Woot, etc. and you can follow the show at Woot and Y. Please, you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Wooshka, Radio Hub, and TuneIn Radio. And, yeah, give us a like on Facebook, The Woot and Y Show, and moneyball.com.au. Peace.